Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up? I was telling you about earlier about that um, John Oliver WWE thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about that, like I was saying, is that he didn't touch on anything that no one knew. Yeah, you're right. Because when I was watching it, I was like, pretty much the same, same, same thing. I was like, um, I've heard this all before. From you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I, I like I was saying, when I watched it, it was just, it was a clip on YouTube. And I was like, oh, John Oliver talking about WWE? Why not? <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I basically watched the show. Just, uh, yeah. But after it was like early Monday morning, whatever. And then a few hours later, when I started checking, all the show show and you know everything that kept popping up like youtube like all these videos are like john oliver rips vince mcmahon a new one or like oh uh uh john or what's the show called like last week, week tonight last week oh last week tonight drops wwe bomb. like you know what i mean like there's all these videos and 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 everything was kind of like okay that's kind of whatever and the funny part is, like, a lot of the people were saying the same thing of, like, this isn't anything new. <laughs> like, this is That's all true. stuff that we've known. But the crazy, I guess the crazy part about it is that it went on to a new audience. It, was, it wasn't just the, the me's who watch this wrestling stuff and then I talk about it to you. Mm-hmm. It's like... Your mom knew, you know, mm. who was like, oh, wrestling still exists. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it it went further than just the normal wrestling fan. And that's why it got picked up, because everyone was talking about it. Yeah. And do you think that public opinion matters once it reaches, like, outside of the... I guess like the 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 dome in which it was meant for, because look at it like with wrestling, this happened like this, right? But with film, like we talk about with film all the time, we have problems with some of the shit that happens with like film, filmmaking, yeah. the ins, the outs. That the normal person who watches a uh, oh Pet Cemetery is coming out, oh scary, I remember that from a long, you know, like that normal fan wouldn't yeah. care about some of the stuff that we care about until. The um the Harvey Weinstein's get taken down. Yeah, where it's like, well that happened. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, like oh, no one knew, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Mm, disgusting. Yeah, I could. I see that because you're right. Because and as he points out too, it's like. Other people had pointed that out before. They've yeah. been constantly saying it. Where it's like they, they bring up two where wrestlers had to go on and um, uh, do like GoFundMes and stuff and Kickstarters just to get like medical treatment. But it's like we kind of already knew that. But it's also like, see, like it's one of those things where it's like I actually <laughs> I agree with Jesse Ventura about this where it's like it, it's not it, crazy. Bro. I'm not I'm not saying he's that crazy i'm just saying he's a little bit crazy okay maybe just a little bit um a free but, thinker 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wanted what? Like, just like better health? A union. Yeah, oh, union. That's what it was. And that's the crazy part is like, he's been talking about this shit for For years. Decades. And that's what, I guess, like, it was, um, it was, it was like kind of a little bit of shock because, like I said before, I've, I've barely got back into wrestling like less than two years ago. And this is stuff that, like, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know of. And then once I got back into wrestling, it was like, oh yeah, because I I find I started to find out about like, oh someone still wrestles still, or like, oh like, oh I can't believe that guy he's like wrestling for this company now, or I'll, I'll um, I would go and I, I mean I still do, but I'll, I'll go on YouTube and I'll look up like I'll hear something of like, oh you know so and so's match back in the day, and so I'll look up all this stuff and find out like some random wrestler in WWE like wrestled in new japan and stuff you know what i mean so so like by doing all that you come across these interviews and you come across all this stuff and of course you know these wrestlers they they shoot on like what's what it what it really is like to be a wrestler and it's crazy when you hear about some of this stuff and you hear about these companies and you see the way that WWE not only does but still uh, operates. It's funny too because it's like because the way it was set up before and and like obviously wrestling goes back like a lot further than I feel like people think it does. Like yeah, it started as like just a bunch of different little clubs and different um, wrestling units and like um, regions and this and that and like John Oliver does point out it's like it made sense for them to be contractors then right but now it's like you you basically conglomerized it so much that it's like i feel like we would have a bigger like problem with it like if it was like um a film okay see look at look at film right like they all have union every single every single like job in film has a union and because because before they used to take advantage of like people contracting and yeah, I guess you can compare it to that. Where it's like, I feel like more people would be outraged if it was more of a no, like, like because where film was more no. Oh, like, oh, this is outrageous. How can you treat these poor people like this? But it's like wrestlers. It's like, oh well, they're just like wrestlers. So it's like they just do this. And it's like they're just acting. But within like the last year, at least, you know, there's that all elite wrestling and the people behind that who are wrestlers who want to support wrestlers. So they're on their mission to be like, Hey, look it, we're not going to be WWE when we first start, we get it, but they just want to build a company where they feel like they can have wrestlers come into their company and they don't have to worry about, you know, um, like on road expenses or, uh, or insurance or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the, these little things that you wouldn't think about wrestlers caring about they do care about but That's you have to understand that wrestling is a show wwe like raw smackdown all that stuff is a show you know most of those wrestlers they're not their real fucking names those characters what? aren't their real people oh shit spoiler alert but you know what i mean like we don't bother ourselves too much. It's different now because it's, you know, technology and and that's what we, you know, we can go to someone's Twitter and be like, this is how they act in real life. <laughs> but, 
but we're but on TV everything's trying to thrown at us. It's painted for us, and what? that's all we care about. I think so. Why would we care about a wrestler complaining about? Oh, they have to buy a rental car to go ride. You know, drive these places. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, we'll just end it. But it just look like if you guys didn't see this segment, uh, it's the it's last Sunday's John Oliver's whatever that shit is. Last week tonight. Last week tonight, and it basically he goes through everything and whatnot. But like, really pay attention to it because like this is and this isn't just like. Oh, this this guy. Like, this is still going on right now, today, going into fucking WrestleMania weekend. And I don't know, it's like it's cool that it that it's finally being broadcast to just outside of like the wrestling world. But it's also like I wonder what's gonna happen next. Because just a real quick, Vince McMahon, he actually has been on TV over the last couple of months, kind of being, you know, the the Vince McMahon character. But he wasn't on TV last night <laughs> um, mm. or the night before, which was after this stuff got released. So it's like, huh, I wonder if he's... And the only reason why that's weird is because he put himself into a storyline with one of the guys in SmackDown, like he, whenever the guy gets a chance to win, he kind of takes it away. So last week, he finally won his chance to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. This week, they were going to have like the, the contract signing or not. And Vince McMahon isn't there. And it's like, okay, but for weeks, it was like Vince McMahon tearing this guy down, you know, um, punishing him basically. Like, oh, hmm. you're, oh, you think you got it? No, you don't. Oh, you think you're there? No, you're not. Oh, I'm legit just going to pull you from this title match for actually over a month now. And last night, he wasn't there. <laughs> so, Mr. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, huh, I wonder if this kind of got to him. Hmm, maybe. It should because it's really fucked up when you look at it. But hopefully, like I said, this kind of opens a new conversation where... Uh, public opinion finally matters because it's not just in this realm of wrestling and sports entertainment. Now it's everyone outside could be like, hey, dude, that's fucked up. This is the fucking news. Um, the Department of Justice warns the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences that uh, there could be ramifications for uh, their proposed rule change that Steven Spielberg wants, where it disqualifies anything from streaming services, specifically like Netflix, because it violates um, antitrust laws. If the Academy adopts a new rule, to exclude certain types of films, such as films distributed via online streaming services from eligibility for the Oscars, and that exclusion tends to diminish the excluded film's sales, that role could therefore violate Section 1, and that's from um, the the DOJ themselves, even though it's like, like, whose side do you want to be on? Like, it's like, do I want to be on the side of the Department of Justice, the man? Or do I want to be on the side of, like, these people who are trying to tell, like, these other people, like, yeah, you're not included because you're different? Um, I'd have to go with the art that is the film. I think it's, I think this is one of one of those things where it's like, I'm more of, like, both you guys don't know shit. Yeah. This, this both does and doesn't concern you. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we've talked, yeah, we've talked about this before. It's like with filmmaking, it's art. People love it. It's you know, yeah, it's entertainment, but it's art. So why are you gonna have these fucking old white people tell you? Well, yeah, you put a lot of effort into this movie, and yeah, I could see like it's a very artistic expression of like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You, yeah, whether it's your yeah. your deepest darkest fantasies yeah. or you're oh, growing yeah. up or whatever. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, um, but it's huh. on Netflix, and yeah. like you're, it's not in the movie theaters. So, and well, even though it is probably one of the, like, uh, you know, the best movies I've seen in maybe the last 35 years. It's not going to get nominated because um, Steven Spielberg said, like, you have to put it in a movie theater. And then uh, it would be so funny because it's like those, like, younger filmmakers are probably going to be like, who's Steven Spielberg? <laughs> um, and it's just funny, too, because, it, it, like, just to show you, like, this divide of, like, well, because that was old, old Hollywood. This what? is the new old Hollywood. It's still old Hollywood. No, 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 no. Well, they're, they're the new old Hollywood. But, like, Helen Mirren just came out, uh, was at um, CinemaCon and was saying how she loves, quote, I love Netflix, but fuck Netflix. There's nothing like sitting in a cinema. And it's like, it's called a theater, not a cinema. <laughs> Get it right. You're in America now. Learn how to speak English. It's just it. Ah, uh, it hurts. Yeah, because it's like shut the. It fuck just. Up. It just goes to show you like how out of touch like older people in this industry are, and they get to be because it's like well, Steven Spielberg used to be the face of like this is what the new like yeah oh look at Martin Martin Scorsese and George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola and. Steven Spielberg, like that's what you say now. You say, "Oh, they're gonna be the next Spielberg," but it's like, no, I don't want to say that anymore. I'd rather be, I'd rather <laughs> someone say like, "Oh, they're gonna be the next like Peel or something or or YTT." And it's funny too because it's like it just goes to show you too. Also, like how to touch like Steven Spielberg is when it's like, look at the films that are constantly crossing the what billion dollar mark. Was is that what Captain Marvel did mm-hmm. again? Yeah, just recently. Like, his films fail to, like, do that with, like, Ready Player One, what was the uh, the post, and, like, it's just, like, dude, like, do something trendy. It's so, like, it's kind of disheartening, I guess, in any which way you want to say it, because you have something like the government telling you, oh, look it, this, you can't do this, and you're like... Yeah, but you guys still don't understand what you're talking about. And then they're literally going against these, like, icons, you know? These people that at one point in time made some of the best movies, or at least, like, some of your favorite movies, that are now on the opposite side of, like, that wonder you got from their movies. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool, now you're telling people that their shit doesn't matter because... It's yeah. on a streaming site, and just because yeah, you don't your, understand, none of your films count because you put it on streaming for everyone to go see. And instead, you should have done what I did and put it in a cinema 
just like everyone else. That's what everyone calls it, right? A cinema. Yeah, yeah. You no, you yeah. You put it in. Uh, you put it on Netflix, where where millions upon millions can enjoy and appreciate your movie. But yeah. I put it in a, a real theater where only you know a couple hundred people could enjoy it. You know because right. I'm Hollywood. Yeah, okay, I'm Hollywood. That like. I guess when you get down to it, that's what it really feels like. It's yeah. like, both of you guys need to shut the fuck up and just let this blossom into what it's supposed to be. So, just recently, Disney was hit with a gender pay disparity suit. So, I mean, it's something that we all know, right? That women get paid way less than men. No, no. I think that's I think that's the liberal media. Oh, media. oh, it's, oh sorry. I am on... Yeah. Oh, look at right here. Liberal Media Outlet. Exactly. Dot com. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's huh. just those feminazis yeah. telling you that. But, it, it, but it's just so crazy, too, because it's like, um, I was reading an article about how Michelle Williams was talking about how she got, like, she was just so paralyzed by how the news that she was getting paid $1,000 while her male co-star got million dollars, and that to me is just when, like back in the day, this was compared to Mark Wahlberg from um, remember when they were reshooting um, All the Money in the World, the one about the movie about how we found out that um, Kevin Spacey's a pedophile, yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember how, like, everyone made a big deal about how, like, how come she's not getting as much as him? And, like, no one said the amounts, remember? And people, and, you know, those people who are out there who are just like, um, what do they, what do they say? It's, they get paid equally because a lot of women choose to raise a family and not work. So that brings the number up or down. Like, they they use that in in the percentage, but it's like, you, you can't use that as a, that's like... Well, then why don't you use the percentage in like like d- dads that stay home? Then it's isn't it like and I and I I kind of feel like it's it's hard to like swallow too because it's like this one it's Ridley Scott and it's like I yeah. I hate that it's like it's got to be like someone like a Ridley why can't it be Steven Spielberg? <laughs> but like then two it's like yeah they had to reshoot all these scenes because um it turns out that Kevin's base is a pedophile. Like, I can understand if it's reshoots and they're both getting paid $1,000, right? Because it's like, okay, it's reshoots, right? Yeah. But the fact that you're like, okay, hey, we're going to do some reshoots. Um, It's only going to be like 1000 bucks. It's like, oh, okay. And then Mark Wahlberg throws in and he's like, yeah, I just got done helping my brother out with his burger chain. I don't know why. He's he's weird. But anyways, um, I'm getting paid like a, um, like uh, $1.5 million just to do these reshoots. And I'm only on here for like a day. Um, So how long are you on here? She's like... Two All weeks. yeah, two, two weeks. Yeah, that is fucked up. I thought you were gonna bring up the Game of Thrones people. That one girl. Yeah. She said like, "Oh, I'm okay with not being paid as much as the Jon Snow guy because like, look at his character and his story arc and but, and all this stuff, right?" And she's like, "And I and I can understand like why." But at the same time, I can understand if they're top build, right? Like that, where it's like, uh, what's his name? Sean, Sean Bean? Is that his name? The guy, the actor? And then like, wouldn't it make more sense for like, okay, like you tear it out, right? Oh, these people are more, like these are the uh, main cast. Oh, this is the supporting cast. And you pay them all the same, right? 
But this is disparaging, right? Where it's a thousand dollars to a million dollars. Like, yeah, it'd be different if it's like, oh, she only got like five hundred thousand dollars, and he got one point five. Because even then, it's like, but like, why, why a, a whole million more? You know what yeah. I mean? But a thousand fucking dollars—that mm. is a slap to the. And like I said, it's not like Miss So and So from this one TV show that had two seasons like six years ago and slowly been working in quote-unquote Hollywood, but in reality she's only doing like commercials and she's in this movie like maybe a total of ten minutes, but like she has to, you know, it's it's not that because if it was that, I'd be like, yeah, of course, she's a fucking nobody. I get that. It's not that. It's... Yeah, no, Michelle Williams. You, you know, you know how she only had like that one part of that movie that was like maybe a total of five minutes, but like it but was like, so good that she won the award. Like, yeah, that it that was girl. like the most powerful scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that girl? Yeah, let's pay her like. I was gonna say five hundred, but I think I think it's. I think we have to have at least you know at least three zeros. It's ridiculous, but it's. Uh, uh, well, see, because here's the thing. It's like, uh, this gets me to, like, that, that whole idea of, like, see, as much as I hate to say this, like, I, I do think, like, Disney is a little bit too big. Like, now that they're, like, basically their own, what, like, nation, that's a size of economy that they have, I'm pretty sure they're, what, like, the fifth largest economy in the world, just Disney by itself, probably. Um shouldn't they at least try and be like, hey, maybe we can pay people, you know, equally? No. Why would you? In all honesty, why would you? Like, without getting too much into politics, that's like every company ever in America. Yeah. It's it's the companies that are, are banking on, like, we need this type of capitalism to, to, to survive. And then it's like, okay, but like, you're making so much money. How come you have so many employees living under the livable wage? We don't make enough money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's that whole thing. And I'm not saying, like, they have to distribute all the wealth. But it's like, you need to fucking run your numbers again. Because this doesn't make any fucking sense. Because, yeah, it's like, where, where, literally, where are the billions of dollars that Disney makes go to, right? Man. How does she not just fucking walk off? Like uh, because she has integrity and she's well, and she's she's a a great actress. She literally got paid what? What is that? Like a, a like a tenth of a percent of that? Not even a tenth. Jesus fucking Christ! That is ridiculous. That that is like God. That's upsetting. Like yeah. like I said, that is straight upsetting. This fucking amazing actress just took a thousand dollars. To reshoot this movie with this fucking pedophile, when her co-star—no, this is when they took out the pedophile. Because what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but her co-star got like ten thousand times more. Mm. She, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like fuck you. This is why people yell about change, and you're like, we're talking about this change. Oh, oh, look at all these other movies that have actresses in them. So, so, like, there's chains. It's like, no, you fucking dipshit. God damn it. That is so... Uh, that is upsetting. Okay, I'm with the Eight Rights from Washington, D.C. You guys are hard to find. 
Why no social media presence? The music is shared live. It's time and aggression. You gotta be there. Sorry, guys, we gotta clear out. You follow me? And then it's over. Holy shit. I told you to follow me. Stop! No! 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 You can't keep us here, and you gotta let us go. We're not keeping you, you're just staying. We're so fucking dead, guys. What do we do? Oh, shit. This will be over soon, gentlemen. What are they doing? They're coming. We gotta go. And we die. The longer we wait, the sure that is. Is that a pep talk? Just grab some shit, get ready to run. Here we go. I see the bad moon rising. I see trouble on the way. They're everywhere! You breathing? Blood and bleed. Careful now. I can't die here. There's a bad so don't. It's fucking hard, man. Written and directed by Jeremy Solner, 2015's Green Room follows the punk band Ain't Rights as they find themselves in terror they couldn't imagine. Pat, Sam, Reese, and Tiger make up the band Ain't Rights, who, after show gets canceled, find themselves headed towards Portland for a last-minute gig. But when they get there, they soon realize that the crowd is made up of neo-Nazis. But with the payout being too good, the band decides to play anyways. Finished with their set, the band stands in the hallway between the green room and stage waiting for their payout. But when Pat goes back to the green room to retrieve Sam's phone, he spots a girl with a knife in her head and a friend crying asking for help. Rushing to get outside, Pat makes a call to the cops. Before he can finish the call, they grab him in the phone and force the band into the green room. As the group is held inside with Big Justin watching over them, Gabe, the one who was running the show, answers the police's call back telling them he's the one who made the call and reporting a different stabbing, one he makes up forcing two young guys to take the fall for it while they take care of the band. Once done, Darcy, the leader of the Nazi group, shows up to assist in the situation. Inside, the band turns the tide and gets the upper hand on Big Justin, now holding him hostage and asking for demands. It's then that Darcy feels that they failed to lure the band out willingly, so he decides to kill the band and Amber. As tensions continue to run high, the group make a last-ditch effort to resolve the situation. But when Pat starts to open the door for Darcy, Amber sees an extra pair of red lace boots and tries to warn Pat. But a struggle erupts as Pat's arm is being held 
at the door, and Reese chokes Big Justin as they finally grab Pat inside. Slashed up and falling apart, Pat's arm is destroyed, causing Amber to gut Big Justin. Now with full contact and blood on both sides' hands, they know it's life or death getting out. While trying to figure a way out, they find a room underground full of drugs. And when they can't get any of the exits to open, they know they have to leave the green room and try to make it outside, but easier said than done. On the first attempt, the group splits up as Tiger makes his way through an open window, but automatically gets stabbed to death. And Reese doesn't fare well either, as his throat is ripped open by an attack dog. And before any more casualties occur, Amber uses background static to scare the dog away. Before they can totally regroup, Darcy sends two more inside to end it. But when they get through, Daniel, one of the skins who makes it inside, asks Amber where his girlfriend is. She shows him and lets him know what they did to her. And Daniel sends the other guy back. Now as a group of four, Daniel tries to lead the group out. But as soon as they get to the bar, he's shot in the head by the bartender. But the rest of them stop him from firing again and kill him. Now with a shotgun, the three try to head outside, but are met with rapid gunfire. Amber gets hit as Pat helps her, and Sam can't let the gun off in time to kill the dog, and she's met by the same fate that Reese met mere moments before. As Amber and Pat make it inside, they devise a plan to finally get free. As two new sons make their way inside, Pat stands there yelling nonsense before jumping in the hole. Confused at first, the two understand what he's doing, and one jumps down to get Pat. But what they didn't know is Amber is hiding, waiting to strike. She stabs the man waiting on top, and freaked out, the other loses control before being overcome by the two. Now armed and with Gabe as hostage, he leads them to the place where they were going to set the bodies up to be found. Once there, they find Darcy, and kill everyone with him. As he tries to walk away, they both let off their guns, killing him in the very field where he was going to lay their bodies. Finally, it's over as Gabe wanders away into the forest. Only Pat and Amber are the ones who make it out alive, waiting for the police on the side of the road. Green Room, mm. talking about the room in which mm. the band would go and rest in. Oh, is that Green what the, room. oh, I just got that. Uh, Mind blown. So what do you think about it? I liked it. I, um, I, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, meh, not interested. And I just was like, whatever for a long time. And then finally, when you're like, what should we, when I asked, what should we watch? And you're like, Dumbo. And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. And then you're like, no, we'll watch something else. Even though I did see Dumbo and I really liked, well, I liked Dumbo. It was good. It just, it wasn't like super spectacular. I know we're not here to talk about it, but. Sounds like you're trying to talk about it. (laughs) But then um, I end up seeing Green Room, and I'm like, oh, you know what? This actually was a really good movie. It is paced really well. It's shot really well. The acting is really good. It's a horror film, but, like, it's a, a real horror film. Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. real. When, I, when, when this first popped up, mm. it didn't, yeah, like, it's not that I didn't want to see it, but it was like, oh, yeah, that looks interesting. Mainly because it was like, there's a punk band and these they're fighting these Nazis and it's like yeah so it's like a it's like a normal punk show yeah <laughs> but um but I didn't get to see it right away um it wasn't till junior my cousin 
was like, hey, let's let's watch a movie. And we were going through, like, what was out and all this stuff and whatever. And we come across this. Well, he actually, we ended up downloading a couple of them. But this was one of them. And, yeah, like, I just remember sitting there being like, god damn. <laughs> like, this is a really good fucking movie. And, you know, I was saying before, it could be a little bit biased because it has to deal with a lot of like punk rock hardcore type of uh lifestyles and you know dealing with fucking neo-nazis and that's the stuff that like i grew up with and like you know i know about and whatnot and, and hearing some of these these songs like these dead kennedys or fucking fear or there's obituary it's like like, a lot of this stuff was like, I'm all about this. And later on, when I looked up, when I saw the picture of the director, mm. like, he was wearing a sheer terror shirt, and I'm like, yeah, there's a fucking reason why this guy's badass. Mm -hmm. So, like, it could be a little bit biased in that sense, where I'm like, this movie's fucking amazing. But if I pull out from it, it's like, why do I feel like this movie's amazing? And it's because of, like, everything you just said. And it's done so fucking well. Like, the fact that there's this punk band that's a punk band, but they're not an overly overt punk band. Like, you don't have to have, um, what's his name, um, Anton, wear, like, mm. shitty tattoos and, like, half of his hair is cut off. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, um, what's that girl's name again? Uh... Uh, Lee, Aaliyah Shercat. Sure, sure yeah, she like Rock you don't you don't have to have her in like uh, in like uh, fucking like mohawk and you know fishnets and all this stuff. It's like it's not that. It's it's a it's like uh, most of the punk rockers I know. It's like they just look like normal dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just punk as fuck. Um, and and yeah, some of the stuff was very believable. Like. Having the band, like, not want to care about, uh, uh, oh, yeah, like, we're not about social media because we're, like, punk rock. It's, like, it's silly, but that's how some people are. Some people, like, they only want to be DIY. Like, no, we'll we'll record our shit on, like, eight-track recorders and, and, oh, we only put out cassettes and, and, like, oh, all of our tours are, like, Word of mouth type of, you know what I mean? Mm. We only play the the ask a punk type of shows. It's some bands are like that, <laughs> and that can be very obnoxious. Yeah, but yeah, I like every, I don't know. Just the movie just seemed so genuine that it didn't have to go out of its way to say like. See, they're punk rock. See, oh yeah, they're Nazis. Oh, he's, oh, see, this is a, you know what I mean? It's more of like, check this shit out, <laughs> yeah. and then you play it for me. And like I said, the the one like absolutely brilliant thing that they did was they actually learned how to play the instruments. Mm. They learned how to be a fucking band. Yeah, and it's cool because their band. Just sounds like an agnostic front ripoff. So it's like, I'm doubly down for this shit. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, there, there's so much to this movie with like the characters and how they act and how they react and how it's frustrating at certain points. But then you're like, but well, what else could you do at the you know at this point? And it's like, the movie just it it shows you like a day in hell, 
and it all makes fucking sense. And, and you were saying that this was part of like the, what the director calls like a like a loose trilogy, or yeah, where, where like the characters like don't learn or are they do all the wrong things, right? Yeah, I can't remember what he. I can't remember exactly what they consider it, but yeah, it started with that um, murder party, mm. and then he did Blue Ruin, and then he did this, mm. and it's like it's all in the same vein of. Murder Party closer because it's it's dealing with a group of people who just keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you, you go to Blue Ruin and you go to this. And the thing is, you watch it and you're angry because these people are doing things that, why are they doing yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, how do you not? Oh, they're obviously they're going to attack you. Oh, yeah. you know, they're going to do this. But it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> They just did it so well. Like, um, you know, th- th- this band is punk as fuck, right? Mm. Fucking punk, fucking rock. They went to a, they went to a neo-Nazi fucking bar, and they the first song they played is "Nazi Punks F- Fuck Off," right? That's punk rock. But when they walk in on the murder, what's the first thing that he does? Cause the fucking cops. cops, and what's the one thing that like people would say? Oh yeah, fuck the cops and blah blah blah, and like oh fuck those pigs. But you know, it's like real if life, you were in that like, situation, yeah. most likely you would do the yeah, same like, fucking. Holy thing. shit! I'm gonna call the cops. I I think I would try to be more chill about it. Be I know. Like, yeah, right. I'd be like, oh damn, that's crazy, and like walk out. I'm like, oh what? No, she's passed out <laughs> would you do a lot of drugs yeah yeah i gotta go to my van <laughs> you know what i mean like i would try to do that but at the oh, same point yeah, yeah. i don't know i'm not in that fucking situation yeah you're like uh yeah 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 i'll be right back i just have uh, a lot of diarrhea and you just turn around and, like run out no but i thought was really good was that he takes these people in this situation and yeah you're frustrated that like well, why don't they just do this? Or why can't they do that? Or why, why is this happening? And all this stuff. Or why don't you just keep trying to do this? But yeah, but put yourself in that situation. Put really put yourself in that situation. Yeah, and are these are these like young people really? Do most of them even know like how to use a gun? Like how do you know like they haven't ever shot a gun before? Like if they're in this kind of like lifestyle or culture, maybe they maybe in, in the, like their group they're like, oh no, we're completely against like gun violence and like guns and this and that. It's like so like. Even when they do get the gun, um, like the 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 girl, she doesn't really know what to do, and like you have all these people firing at you and yeah. a dog coming at you. It's like you tell me you're gonna be able to shoot that dog. Yeah. And you know what's really cool too is that they do this thing where the the enemy, the the absolute fucking garbage, in this movie is neo Nazis, mm-hmm. and so I think automatically you're like, yeah, fuck those neo Nazis, you know, oh fuck, yeah. fuck this shit up, but. They show you how organized they are. They show you how much, um, like, their leader, Darcy, how he's he's very, like, calm and collective. And, like, he knows that this is a big fucking situation because they just saw this murder. They're banned from out of state. So the people know that they're somewhere. And he's trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we go about getting these people out of here? And then it, it's like, you know, how are we going to frame their debts? Which, he, which that was a cool thing, too. Is she's like, no guns. And if you do shoot him, only shoot him once. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's trying to he's trying to make it. To, he, he has a bigger picture in his head. Yeah. Of like, okay, we've done this 
uh, you know, who knows how many times. Like, we'll just, we need to be calm about it. We need to get them. We need to kill them. We need to move their bodies. We need to stage this shit so it looks like this. So, if you, and, you know, when it comes down to it, then we're free. Don't worry, guys. We got this. But it's everyone else around him that's falling apart. <laughs> it's the... It's like the um, the band you think is the one that do you think they're they're gonna be the ones that are gonna fight against this, but yeah, no, they fall victim, <laughs> and then and then um, you think for a second that the the one guy that you meet kind of in the beginning that he's gonna be like oh he's gonna he's oh shit I think this is the end for them, and he's the one who turns out like he's helping them yeah. But then that doesn't even continue because then the next scene, he gets his fucking face blown off. Yeah. Like, this movie is so fucking crazy that it is both very, like, this is insane. But then at the same point, it's like, but I could see this happening. If this if these events were to play out like this, yeah, it would probably be somewhat close. Just saying. Yeah, and it, just, it also kind of sucks because it's like, there's such good, like, acting in it, too, like... Patrick Stewart for being for being in it like as because they they make it well obviously because he's like the big name besides besides like Anton Yelchin, um, but like obviously they got to put his name and they got to put him like on the posters and stuff. But it's like he's not there as much as you think, but his presence is felt throughout that whole thing. You know, even though he doesn't show up till what like fifth no like. 30 minutes into the movie or something. Yeah, it's a while. It's a while, but you know, like, even when they get there, like, there's something bigger than the one guy um, who's, like, uh, managing it right now, um, Gabe. You know there's someone else out there. And then just yeah, as soon as says, he... Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, don't do not do anything till Darcy gets here. We mm. have to wait till Darcy gets here. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, like, that's how you build it, like, a villain character. It's like that their presence can be felt... Outside of their screen time. But then also it's like, man, like Elton, um, Anton Yelchin, um, it's kind of like, man, that he, he was he did a pretty good job. And it's kind of sucks that it's like man, that he like <clears throat> died. Well, in all honesty, all of them did fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Because some of these people didn't get the 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 role. And the script and all that stuff until like the week prior to them filming. So... I think Patrick Stewart got it maybe like a week or two in, or two weeks in yeah. advance or something like that. And the only he said the only thing that they communicated with with the character is that he called him a few days later and was like before the, he came out there and was like, hey, FYI, like, don't don't shave. But Patrick Stewart was like, yeah, that's what kind of I was thinking, too. Because <laughs> he you want to have a little yeah. bit of gruff. Yeah, he's just like, I'm a Shakespearean actor. Of course, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm gonna neo-Nazi this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these actors all barely got the part, and then they went to go film. Some of them not even a week. So, imagine getting this type of this type of um, of acting out of these people who are literally fresh to this because some people get scripts they read them and they're like yeah this is pretty good like oh i'm excited for it they you know work on like oh we could do this or that oh yeah yeah they no built, it was like, like the week the before <laughs> like yeah i got the script monday and I'm <laughs> flying out friday like it that's fucking crazy. crazy 
And but look just, how well everyone did. Yeah, it just goes to show you not only how, like, because I feel like what people lose is, like, it's a mixture of the actors and the director working together, and that's how you get a compelling character. Because yeah. obviously, like, if they weren't good enough actors, you could have t- you could tell. If he wasn't a good enough director, you could tell. Th- either they'd give you something wooden, like <laughs> the Star the Star Wars prequels, or it'd give you something where they just they're just way overacting or they're underacting to where it's like, oh no, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, and I also think that helps, or it helps that. He had this idea like a decade prior. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. And then he wrote it and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna direct it." And it it, like, and maybe that's why I also enjoy it because that's that's literally like the DIY ethic. It's doing it yourself to get the shit done. Like he he said, like he got done with um, Blue Ruin, and then I believe he was either waiting for a project or he was thinking about do like trying to do a different project or like a a big budget project or something like that and he had all this time and he was like well i I need to do something i want to do something so he was like you know what i have this idea that i've had for a long time i'm just gonna write it and then next thing you know it we get green room and it's fucking amazing um and i know you brought it up too which is we always talk about like sometimes the little things count the most Mm. because it's those little things where you don't you might not think about it very often but it it can add so much because you're like i actually really appreciate that and i didn't know that but you were talking about the gore in this movie is hardcore but but it's not prevalent through the whole fucking and that and i like that because i like that some films go out of their way to be super gory. That's why they're made. Hostel or like Cabin Fever, I think is really right. And like, it's a lot of times like Quentin Tarantino goes out of his time to be like very gory. Gratuitous. That's what it was. It was gratuitous. Yeah. But what I like is that Jeremy, right? Jeremy Solner, he doesn't really like gore too much, but obviously he had to have it for this for like a like horror thriller. But kept the camera, or at least in editing, they kept the shot on there just long enough for you to see it, but not have to, like, focus on it. Yeah. So you know it's, and you, your mind just builds this idea of, like, oh, that was, like, way gorier than I thought it was. Like, yeah. your mind builds it into, like, something gorier. Because, like, there's some pretty fucked up shit in yeah. there. And, and when you think about it, it's overlooked because it's it matters more of what's going on around it. Um you know, uh, like when they first try to leave and they go to like the bar area and the one guy jump, jumps out of the window and just fucking gets stabs to death and that's mm. it. And then the other guy literally has his throat chewed up by this dog. And yeah, they show it and, and it's like fucked up. But then it's kind of just they move. Yeah, on. Yeah, they don't you know? linger on it. Like yeah. you normally or, would see. Like even towards the end when she used when they tricked those two nazis yeah and he was like he only has three shots so mm. you know they, they're trying to let him make him use them all oh and she shoots him in the head yeah but like the the crazy part is like she technically just threw two bodies down there oh yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and it's true. like like you're literally playing with the dead but that's not what we're we're focusing on we're focusing on her trying to trick this guy so they can they can kill him because they need to get out. They need to escape. And this is the only way they can do it by getting rid of this guy. And you know what I mean? It's like that type of 
yeah, they show it. They show this guy getting gutted. You know, they show this like disgusting throat being ripped out. But it's not like you have to sit there for that whole minute and watch it as it happens. You just know it's happening. You see it for a couple seconds, then you move on because you know that that's just you know that's what happened and it sucks. But that's life. Um, The whole movie (laughs) is all about like. How prepared these fucking neo-Nazis are. These pieces of shit that, you know, we hate as like a culture of like, yeah, these are horrible people. We hate them so much that we had to change the name in order to 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 say like, oh, well, well see, like these people aren't as bad, but it, they're the same fucking people. Yeah. They're literally the same <laughs> You know thing. what I mean? Like you, you take something like that where, where you know. We're like, yeah, fuck those Nazis. Yeah, get them. But they're the ones running the show the whole time. It literally isn't until the end, till really the one guy, he kind of lets them go. He, he kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll, I'll take you to the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, they cut through the woods yeah. and then they just, they, they happen to get the upper hand. And that's when, and it's not till that very end where it's like they got out yeah. for how long. I don't know. I just feel like this movie offered so much. Yeah. It's like, it's perfect horror and thriller. And and, and I get like fucking punk rock with it. <laughs> so it's like, for me at least, it's like this amalgamation of like things that I love. The only the only thing is like, they threw in some like alien shit in there. Then I'd be like, all right, this is badass. <laughs> But minus that, it, it was a believable story that you can imagine. Like, for some people, it, it might not. For some people, like, no, that's not how things are. But you got to understand that these fucking neo-Nazis, they have, like, camps spread around all around the U.S. where they literally come together yeah. as a as a group, as a community. Mm-hmm. So you for you, this may be like, oh, that's just, like... Yeah, right. Like, all these Nazis just happen to open this bar in the middle of nowhere where they're going out. It's like, yeah, that's literally what they fucking do. That is literally what they do. They have festivals. They have, like, their own little economy. And so, focusing on, like, that and, like, yeah, these are dumb, horrible people. But, like, look how fucking prepared they are. And that's even scary. Yeah. But that's what what well-attuned authoritarian ideals get you where it's like you follow one leader that's what that's what it's built around like, mm, yeah let me lick that boot mm. Mm. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah this this movie is just amazing i i'm so glad like i gave it a chance and watched it and we reviewed it because it's like See, this is how you do, like, a someone given a budget and you're like, I have an idea for, like, one location. Okay, like, yeah, maybe they did shoot, like, outside, like, to at the apartment or whatever and, like, the, the restaurant in the cornfield. But, like, they stayed in one location for the, the majority of this yeah. movie. And a funny part, too, is that um, Murder Party is that. It's, 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 it takes place in this, like, warehouse. Pretty much the whole movie takes place in this warehouse. And he was like, oh, yeah, like I never want to do another um, ensemble taking place in like <laughs> one location, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I wrote a movie about an ensemble taking place in like <laughs> one location. Hey, when you know how to write it though, and you know how to you know how to make it, like yeah. I think like sitting down and rewatching it um, and exploring it more. It's like I feel like this this guy, this Jeremy, uh, was it um, Solner? Solner. I feel like he kind of earned a place in like my little like basket of like people to always watch out for because um, so far every single movie I've seen of his, I've enjoyed. See, I'm not saying that they're all amazing. I do feel like this is like the pinnacle of his filmmaking, but. He does something where he, if you if you watch Murder Party, it's it's exactly how you would imagine like a low budget, you know, like um, horror kind of comedy movie is, but it's it's entertaining as fuck. And when you take that, I th- and I think that was like uh, mid two thousands, and then you bring it all the way back to like today. What's that one? Um, he did. Is it Hold On to the Dark? And it's like he has fucking talent. And maybe it's because, like, I feel I feel more connected because it's like, hey, we come from the same thing. Like, you know, like, oh, he's hardcore as fuck. And I, I respect that. Maybe it's that. But at the same point, it's like, watch this movie and tell me that it's not a fucking great movie. Like, I dare you to watch this movie and tell me that's not a great movie. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Because, like, that's all I heard about it was just, like, one review after another. Like, this is amazing. It's great. It's well-directed, well-put-together, this and that. And I was just like, huh. Well, I I, I guess I'll see it. And then seeing it, it's like, wow, you know what? I should have just watched it. Great movie. Backed this so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. I say... Stop this podcast. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Go watch on Netflix. So this segment, let's just, let's do something a little bit more fun. Something less thinky, more uh, stinky. Stinky brain not working. (laughs) Yeah, less, less, less complex, more just us having fun with, um, a big budget franchise that we really love that we always talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. Now, when are we going to get the uh title for this? I don't know. Uh no, we're let's talk about just Endgame. We've we've done we did a retrospective for everything leading up to Endgame. I feel like we could do like a little mini one where just all we do is we kind of sum up our feelings for this just because of how big the Ticket sales have been like it just smashing records, and then, like you said, where it's like it's on track to like blow to what was it, Titanic? Like, hopefully, off of that like top list that it's been at for forever. For yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, Endgame comes out, uh, end of the month, mm-hmm. and it is uh, 23rd movie of this. Infinity War Saga? I think saga. that's what it's called, right? I think it's called the Infinity Saga. Infinity Saga. and Reminds me of like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they should make a Dragon Ball Z. Oh, or Like man. a real one. A, a, like a, a real good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah you're right. We, we, we did all this shit like a year ago. And we talked about you know our feelings for the movie, the franchise, all this stuff, whatever. But um, I was saying earlier is that we went from being in that position of like being excited for infinity war and then like, Oh, what's going to come next? And like all this stuff. Right. 
but now we're exactly there. We're mm. at the. We're finally at the end. Yeah. But the but the end for this is just a beginning for another, and not only that, uh, Disney slash Marvel is now going to continue with more resources behind it because yeah. uh, Disney and Fox merger finally went through one hundred percent. And now it's no more speculation. Now it's no like, oh, like what they could do this. They could do this. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, I wonder how they're going to do at this. Cin- I wonder how they're going to do this. At CinemaCon, Disney had a big display of all the movies they were coming out, and it's a, it's just this awesome, like awesome and terrifying, which is both in both terms where it can be like horrible and great, yeah. where it's like it's you just see Disney movies mixed with fog, like you see. Um, what what is it? Um, Endgame, and you see Dark Phoenix, you see the New Mutants, you see um, like Frozen, you see things that you just never thought you'd see take up the same space, like, and it just kind of blows your mind because it's like we we live in the future. Yeah, and and that's what I wanted to get at. It's the time is now, <laughs> and. We're not going to try to get really into any speculation of like mm-hmm. Endgame no. or that's not um, what this is for. Yeah, or like, oh, what the, what could they do? You know, like, oh, we yeah. can make this movie. I mean, maybe a little bit, but just just for the fact that they put out Hulk, and I remember watching it with my brother and being like, this is cool because I, you know, I've I've liked Hulk for mm. probably since I was a kid, but like, nothing was like amazing and. We already had X Men, and mm. that was cool. But yeah. it and and like I would say that I'm a bigger fan of X Men than any other MCU character now, or uh, or any other like um, comic book characters, or whatever. But yeah, that, for me, that was kind of like, eh. and then the Spider Man, uh, the original Spider Man trilogy, mm. was cool. But looking back at it now, it's like I appreciate it for what it was back then. Yeah. But after like all of that, it's kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Same thing with like Fantastic Four and all that shit. But then we get Iron Man, and it kicks off this what we didn't know. This future saga of 23 movies. That's freaking crazy. And yeah, and sure, like they didn't know for sure that this was going to be the whole thing. It wasn't until the Hulk movie where they finally were like, hey, this is a. Yeah, because they kind of hinted at at it in um, the end of Iron Man, but everybody just thought, oh, that's just a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hulk, though, when they had Robert Downey Jr. come in and meet um, Thunderbolt Ross, and they're like, okay, are they doing it? Yeah. Are they really doing it? And then we heard, what what was next? Uh, Thor? Whichever. Whatever. Yeah. And then it's just like. And then it really kicked off. But you go back back to that, and it's like, never did I imagine. And now we have this universe, this MCU, that's so rich in characters and different places it's it's not on earth anymore it's in the fucking universe and it's like unreal <laughs> yeah it's in the quantum verse yeah it, it's like it's almost hard to grasp yeah at times when you sit down and you think like how did we get here because nothing before and cinema history has been no this mm-hmm. like extensive and it's like 
y- you know, yeah, you're right. There's haters out there. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, the bur- the bubble's gonna burst. I've been saying this for seven years now. It's the like, bubble's gonna burst. Yeah, but when you were saying that back then, you said it was gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, I know. I've been saying anytime soon. It's like, yeah, but yeah. you've been saying that for almost a decade. Well, sooner or later, it's gonna burst. Oh, you know God what I mean? Yeah. Um, but minus all that dumb shit, it's like, as a fan of what's going on, I'm like over the moon of just where we are at the end of this this saga. You know, I was a fan of what they were doing. Then I became like this follower. Of like, I need to finish this. Uh, Especially when they started to release like these fucking amazing movies like Guardians. Like when I saw Guardians, I was like, this is a movie that I never knew that I wanted. But this is literally like my favorite fucking MCU movie. Yeah. And that's insane. Like, it's insane that you take these comic book characters that I have no fucking idea who they are. And a majority of people didn't know who the fuck they are. And then they released this movie, and it's like, huh. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's how it just makes you feel. It's like, wow. You go in... Thinking like, oh yeah, it's a Marvel movie. It's gonna, it's gonna, you know, kind of impress me. But then you see, it and you're like, yeah, I'm more impressed than I thought I was gonna be. Like, it, that's what I think. That's what take. That's what it takes to be a Marvel movie. Is that it's, it's not that it's like, it's mind blowing. It's just like you know what you're gonna get. But at the same time, like they sometimes they'll do something well, it's entertaining as fuck. Yeah, and 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 it and it just goes to show that it's like sometimes they'll throw something in there where you're like, whoa, I didn't see that. And you're just, and they, they just interconnected so well too. And it's like, so, like they, like Kevin Feige, you gotta give, like, even if you hate, like, this whole thing that he's done, you just gotta give him props for at least being so determined for what was it, like, 10 years ago before, like, because he created this whole idea of having, like, these interconnected, like, movies where it's like, he's like, no, 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 I have a plan. Guys, I have a plan. And Disney had to just kind of be like, all right, well, I guess he knows what he's doing. And then one thing I wanted to touch on, too, was, like, it kind of feels like Infinity War was, like, the end to, like, even though it's not. It's, like, that was kind of, like, we, we, it was, like, everything was building up towards Infinity War. And it, like, gave us such a, like, great cap on this whole series. You know what I think it is? I think it's... It's getting to, it's getting to the top of the mountain, uh-huh. but not the highest point. Yeah, like you're you're finally there, but you just have to you're you're on this slow incline to be like this is technic that over there is the highest point of this mountain, and I need to get there. But I mean, look at I find I got up here now. I can yeah. actually walk straight. I don't have to climb up anymore. Yeah. And I think yeah, exactly. That's because Captain Marvel feels like it's part of this new the phase four, but it's not. It's still part of phase three, but for some reason it feels like this is what we have to look forward to. It's the changing of the guard. It's that we're gonna get not only new movies, but like movies with such diversity. Yeah, such the new mutants, such diversity, and like we're gonna obviously we're gonna get new. Who knows? Maybe a new Iron Man, maybe a new Captain America. I think people are just they're just scared of change. That it's just, it's still the same idea that look at the Avengers are gonna be 
in the future, it's going to be what, like Doctor Strange and Spider Man and Captain Marvel, and it's so it's a whole it's people you don't know. It's are you're barely getting to know. It's like I know that sounds scary, but it's like that's what you had to do with Iron Man, and you had to do with like Thor and Captain America. You had to get to know them. It wasn't just they came together all of a sudden. Then it's like they were the Avengers. Oh wait, that's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. So you mean it could just happen again? <laughs> exactly. And and like it's so crazy to think about them just throwing in someone like the X Men or the Fantastic Four, yeah. and they're just gonna be there, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, okay, I'm here for it." I mean, they did that with Spider Man. <laughs> And it's like so crazy because it uh, people are like, yeah. "Well, we're not gonna, it's not gonna be, oh, just, oh, it doesn't make any sense." And then it's like, "Oh, okay, so we just got the best like live action Spider Man that we could have asked for." I'm on board. I'm on board. And that's a testament to like Marvel yeah. and Kevin Feige and that whole thing that they, this whole thing they've been doing. Mm-hmm. As a fan, I just it fills me with joy that they can do something as ridiculous as making 23 movies connect and then connect these movies with future movies down the line crazy marvel went out of their way to show us like they care Uh and yeah maybe we might be fanboys right now talking about it but it's like why wouldn't you when when someone is able to do something as amazing as make a 23 movie saga and not only make it entertaining but make it all make sense from you know the beginning to the end it's like this is just more of us being like um as like a thank you, like yeah. a thank you for for doing something as ridiculous or as out there as making this MCU. Because you would have told us uh, when the first Iron Man movie came out, like, yeah, this is the first movie of a twenty three movie saga. Yeah, just to say, like, we're so grateful that like this mega corporation um, finally put together like these movies that we. We as like kids who you know you watch these cartoons, you watch the or you read the comics, and you you just want to see these characters like played out on screen, and they never give you anything that looks good, and they it's just kind of like meh. And yeah. then that's finally, what I said like with the X Men, that's what it was for me. And it's just kind of like notice me, senpai, notice me. And on that note, we'll end today's <laughs> episode. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it yes, very much. Yes, thank you. Uh, if you want to show your appreciation, be sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter at intb underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us a little chat. Tell us why we're wrong for um, hating neo-Nazis. Yeah. Or maybe just write it to yourself and then think about what you're saying. And then, like, do a little bit of research and, you know. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. But either way, yeah, message us, um, comment on our shit. Whatever you want to do, you know, we're, we're more than happy to hear. Even if it's hate mail. Yeah. You know, we, we take what we can get. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we'll probably you we'll, we'll probably touch on the whole end game subject when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, um... DC has 
I guess been showing that you know they actually have some life in them doing Shazam, which we're hoping it's as good as it says it is. Yeah. And the Joker uh, movie, so mm-hmm. who knows? But um, until, for later conversations. Yeah. So until then, guys, always remember. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs>